Hello and welcome to the Kitchen Table Chronicles. I'm Kia. And I'm Mama Wendy. And we welcome you to sit down and take a seat. And today we are going to be talking about growing your family. Okay. And when I say growing your family, because, you know, um, a lot of people have struggles right. with that. And later on to, in this segment today, we're going to be um, talking to uh, my sister mm-hmm. and, of course, your daughter. Yes. In her struggles yes. of uh, growing her family. And it, the, the crazy part about it is our stories are so similar. They are. Right? Yeah. It is, it, it's just <laughs> wild. It's just crazy. But you, Mama dear, mm-hmm. didn't have any problems. I did not. But ironically, no, all three of my daughters yeah. are the same. All yeah. three of y'all have the same thing. Toya also has the same thing. Yeah. Like, she... <laughs> I mean, but you had no issues. None at so, all. So, talk about how it was for you to, you know, kind of grow your family or get pregnant or whatever. Well, actually, for me, of course, I was young when I first gave birth to you, but I didn't have any Yeah, for problems. those of y'all that's wondering, I'm the oldest and... No. <laughs> <laughs> she is. And, and but, uh, again, there was no... I had no issues, no problems. I, I um, carried all my kids full term and I had no problems um no problems getting pregnant or having kids so mm-hmm. therefore I uh you know I it was pretty much blessed in that area I was I was mm-hmm. and um I pretty much uh stopped that <laughs> <laughs> say after after that you didn't want no more didn't want no more yeah, yeah. I was I was what they might say being fruitful and multiplying so I just got you know <laughs> Ended it. Ended it. <laughs> well, you know, and and that that's that's very ironic because of course it's it's three boys, right? The three sons. Mm-hmm. They don't have kids either, but right. Uh, two of them are teenagers, so of course we're not expecting them to have any children, but right. Um, right now, and then we have um the three girls, which you said, which is myself, um, my sister Lamikey, and then our sister Latoya, who right. of course we y'all see Toya if if you guys are ever on raising cultures, mm-hmm. you see my sister Toya sometimes the way that she interacts with um Boosie and the way that she uh is with him right. and she loves children she but does. of course she is um she's she has a IDD which is right. an intellectual developmental disability mm-hmm. and so she's not gonna be able to uh independently care for herself right. and she what what age would you say she's as far as the functioning, on level. functioning level, oh, she's probably on the uh, man, a seven, eight, okay, yeah, year so old like level, a, a seven, know, eight year old level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the furthest thing from her mind is is having a it's baby having or kids. a kid, right? And yes. then you have myself who's um, definitely uh, struggled with several miscarriages. Um, I mean, when 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 I first got pregnant with uh, a child by Ricardo. I remember being excited and I uh I wanted to surprise him because mm-hmm. he don't you know Ricardo don't have any biological right. children. And so I wanted to surprise him and um went and um peed on the stick, you know, like every, and right. I was like, "Oh, it says pregnant. Cool." I didn't think that I was going to have a miscarriage because who oh, I Zaria was full term, you know, well not right. literally full term, but you know, I didn't I had problems with carrying Zaria, but I didn't think that I was gonna, was going to have problems with carrying any other you know, children. children, right? And so, um, I 
you know, I showed Ricardo the stick. He was like, oh, he was excited, you know, whatever. And then, like, seven weeks, eight weeks, I had a miscarriage. And mm -hmm. I remember us going to the doctor, and the doctor was like, oh, you know, that's fairly common. Right, right. You know, um, women have miscarriages all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, that's, you know, that's nothing. Give your body a rest and right. then try again, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. And I remember uh, three months later, I got pregnant again. Right. And had another miscarriage. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. Around the same time. Yes, around mm -hmm. six, seven weeks, you mm -hmm. know. Got pregnant again and had another miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And it was like, now, wait a minute. Now, this is like miscarriage number three. Right. You know, what's going on? Talk to the doctor. And she's like, okay, well, you know, maybe I need to send you to, you know, some fertility right. things. And, you know, that's, that's where it all just kind of went downhill from there. Right. So, yeah, it just kind of just went downhill. You know, um, we went on to have several other miscarriages. Right. Um, went on to see, you know, fertility specialists, IVF, failed attempts, you know, all of this stuff. And it was just like, okay, you know, I just, I was fed up. I was done. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I, I don't know if you, because I, you know, of course you went through it with right, me. Right, right. But I don't know if you was feeling this, like. The, yeah. Yeah. The pressures of it. Yeah. I was, of course, happy every time you were pregnant, but fed up. Pretty much over it after so many times, mm -hmm. you know, and it, and I'm like, you know, well, I know that it'll happen one day, Lord, however you see fit for it to happen, you know, so, um, but the, just to watch you go through it was, you know, sort of like, uh, it was more traumatizing than <laughs> you actually losing the baby or you actually mm -hmm. losing the kid. It was more traumatizing to my for me to watch you go through it because I knew it was something that you really wanted. Mm -hmm. You understand? And uh, then maybe like after three or four times, I'm like, oh, wow. You know, it's like, okay, now she's really just tormenting herself. <laughs> right. You know? And that's so exactly like, what it felt like. Yeah. It felt like I was tormenting myself yeah. every time I would get pregnant. But, you know, sometimes you... In your mind, it's like, okay, I want this so bad. I don't care at what cost. Right. You know, right. like I, I know if I can get pregnant, then I can. Then I can, I can carry, carry it. it. If I can just this get pregnant, this is the time. Yeah. This is the time. I'm right. gonna carry this. Right. Yeah. And every time it was like, oh, you know, I think the the furthest we we got was like 14 weeks or 15 weeks pregnant, and I and you, after we got over that seven week hump, I was like, yes. Then yeah. we got over the yeah. ten week hump. Yeah, we were so chill. Yeah, everybody was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you know, we were celebrating. Yeah. And then I think went back around like 17 weeks and um, she was like, uh, I, I just saw the despair right, on her face right. when she was looking and she was trying to find a heartbeat. <laughs> you know, she told me, she was like, oh, you know, the baby stopped. Yeah, because I think at this point, even the doctors was happy. Right. You know, yeah. they was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got, we gonna do this, you know. <laughs> yeah, they was celebrating. They right, was, right, right there celebrating along with me, yeah. you know. And, you know, she just couldn't find the heartbeat. And she was like, oh, the baby stopped going around 15 weeks. I can't detect the heartbeat. And I was like, really? You know, at that point, I felt like I was just numb to right. everything. But, I mean, I just think that sometimes, you know, our our plans for our life is not God's plan Absolutely not. for our life. And so, in saying that... um. You know, I just, I had to tell Ricardo, I can't, right. you know, like physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, I was spent. Done. Yeah. <laughs> I am done, done. Yes. Um, and I just couldn't do it anymore. And I said, you know what? Mm -mm. We can't, uh, yeah. <laughs> we can't do this, yes. you know? And so, you know, he, he understood. He was like, you know, 
I I get it. He he went through the same thing. Right, right. Of course, he didn't go through the physical part of mm-hmm. it, but he went through the same emotional yes, yes. stress, and right. and it, it is traumatizing. Right. And then I remember falling into this depression, and every time I would see a pregnant woman, I was like, ugh. Right. You know, every time I was invited to a baby shower, like I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just it it became it just made you so bitter. Like right, I was just right. so bitter about it. Right. Because what really um, it might sound like you were being cruel or whatever, but that's normal. That's mm-hmm. a normal um, reaction. That's a yeah. normal grieving. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I done did this and I done become pregnant 10 times and I can't, not that it's anyone else's fault, but that's my grievance. Right. You understand? So no, I don't want to go to your baby shower. Or, right. No, not, not that I'm not happy for you. Right. But no, I, I don't, I don't want to go to the baby shower. I don't, I don't yeah, feel no, like. I wasn't happy for him. No. I, <laughs> I don't feel like buying no booties for you. I don't, right. I don't want to do that. You know, <laughs> you don't know. Right. No, I wasn't happy for that. Nobody. I was like, no, I don't want to see you pregnant. Well, see, you bump. was just bitter and angry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> see, there's a point. You in a whole new, a whole nother realm. Right. You were just bitter. And angry. <laughs> At the wrong people. <laughs> and then, you know, eventually you get over, you know, you get over that. Right. And I think that, that God, I mean, I don't think, I know God does things in in his time and with excellence because he only prepares you for such a time as this right for such a time as my sister to be pregnant Mm -hmm. and for such a time as me not to have those type of feelings toward anyone that i can go through um experiencing the baby shower and buying of the gifts and her birth and her pregnancy i can celebrate her without feeling any hard feeling right, of right, being right. bitter and you know and all that Absolutely. and I was I was like so excited when she got pregnant and uh probably was a little bit obsessed and overwhelmed probably overwhelmed her <laughs> but um then something kind of start brewing it was we was in the car one day and I heard a commercial about foster care mm-hmm and I think I might have been in the car with you. As a matter of fact, I was probably in the car with you. And I heard a commercial that said, um, that started talking about all these kids in, in our community in foster care. Right. That needed a loving home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, you know, I wonder how that is. I never thought about fostering before. But right. um, by this time, Carly had already came into the family. Right, right. And she kind of changed my mind about me being able to to love a child that was not biologically mine now even though or even so ricardo had to to do the same thing Mm -hmm. he had to love a child that was not biologically his already was two years old when they met right and step parents do it all the time right but that was just something that i was not used to Mm -hmm. i had not had to be a step parent right i i only had my biological daughter you know so i i didn't know what that felt like and i didn't know if i could do it just because my husband could don't, don't mean, mean that I could, could have. Right. And so, you know, I was like, oh, well, shoot. But Carly came along and I was like, you know, thank you, God, because I loved her as right. if she was my own child. So she she changed my mindset about that. And so once me and Ricardo thought about uh, bringing other children into mm-hmm. our home and thinking mm-hmm. about foster care. We was like, okay, well, we're ready to do this. Right. Would you have, would you have ever been a foster parent? 
I, considering I would have, and you know, uh, fostering, I adore you, you all for that. And you know that I'm on board every time y'all do, do that. Um, but as we got up in age, you know, it was like, no, because only now if I was younger and circumstances might have been different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But as far as us being up in age, mm -hmm. uh, no, I would have had a second thought about it. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, the circumstances were different. You had right. already had your children right. and, you know, right. uh, didn't really have any issues with getting pregnant. Right. And not right. saying that. That just because you don't have issues, right. you don't become a foster, foster parent. parent. Right. Absolutely that was just not. my circumstances, right. you know. Right. Uh, I don't think that I would have thought about it. Right. Had I not, not yes. went through that mm -hmm. or experienced and that. The sad part about that is, and I don't think about this often at all, unless I'm talking about this situation, but the sad part about it is, had I had biological children, I would have never met. Carly and Aiden right. and Princeton. And right. that saddens me because, right. they, you know, they're literally a part of my being at exactly. this point. You know, they're exactly. literally a part of this maybe, family. Maybe, maybe Carly. Maybe Carly but because she went to school with Tara. Exactly. And, Definitely yeah. probably not Princeton and Aiden. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and maybe Carly in a sense of she's Aria's friend, but right. I don't necessarily know that I would have invited her to, to stay. stay. <laughs> right. You know, or... Right. If the circumstances was different, right, and so I I think about how awesome they are, and yeah. I'm just like, I hit the mother. You can't even imagine, you can't <laughs> imagine yourself without them, right? You know, like just... I hit the mother load with right. them kids. Right. Like now they might be off the chain a little bit, but they might off the chain cheering. Yeah, they off the chain a whole lot. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's that's them. <laughs> right. Those my off the chain children. Right, now. Right. Thank God for them every day. Oh yeah. You know, and so, like I said, we're going to be hearing from my sister, Lamikia, on her own struggles um, with this. And I will, um, and I, I, I just haven't really heard her entire story. Right. But I'm, and, and I think it's because I, my ears was not able to be open to open hearing. Open to it, it, yeah. And I, I and we, you know, uh, of course, I watch you guys. I've watched Y'all struggles with pregnancy. And I think at one point, this actually, she was surprised by this pregnancy yeah. because she hadn't even given up. She hadn't even thought that she could even have kids. Right, you know, right. and, and yeah. when, when the doctor told her she was pregnant, she, you know, she yeah, just the, really didn't believe that. Right. I don't think none of us did. Exactly. But we'll get her, we'll get her reaction to all of this. And, you know, after, after these messages. Thank you guys for tuning in and welcome back. So as we were saying before the break, I, my sister is here. My mom's what baby daughter. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm. Mm -hmm. And um, and we're excited to have her. So welcome to the Kitchen Table Chronicles. <laughs> Girl, no, she's so fake. <laughs> she is so fake. So I'll you know let you introduce yourself, honey. Hi, you guys. I'm Lamikia. And and she is the the last of the Mohicans. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking today about, um, you know, life after miscarriages, life after struggling with, you know, trying to grow your family the traditional way or life after uh, not thinking that you can have kids at all. Mm -hmm. And in um, and, and talking about that, wanted to bring you in 
on the podcast today because I know that you have struggled with what they call PCOS. Yes, I have. Which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Yes. Okay. So that's polycystic ovarian syndrome. So I want to get into a little bit of of your your background, your history with not being able to to have children. So you thought. Um, well, in the beginning, um, when you're told that you have um, PCOS I, as, as a, at a young age, you don't really, doesn't really dawn on you because you probably don't really care at that time because you're young and you're just living life. But um, I guess like as you get older and you still hadn't conceived or ever been pregnant or anything like that, it's okay, like... Okay, so hold on, let me stop you. So... You're saying that that up until this point you had never been pregnant. Never. Mm-hmm. This is my first pregnancy. Mm-hmm. First, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, I guess like um, I just was saying, up until the until like you get older and stuff, it never really dawns on you, or maybe until you um get in a relationship and they want kids, it never mm-hmm. really dawns on you that um. Well, I probably won't never be able to have kids because this is what I've been told all my life. By the professionals. Right, by mm-hmm. the doctors mm-hmm. that I wouldn't be able to have kids. So, um, yeah, it never really dawned on me until I got older and really until I got married. And it was just... Um, so first comes love, then comes marriage, and now where is the baby carriage? Right, yeah, that's that's how you think of it. Right. And then when the baby carriage doesn't come for year after year after year after year, it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, it's probably not gonna be a baby carriage. Then you have to set your mind to. I I've always set my mind to say, I don't want kids. So with me saying I didn't want kids all this time, it was kind of okay. Versus me saying I can't have kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what so I'm saying? So I'm using that as a I was psyching myself yeah, yeah. out. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Satisfying yeah. yourself. Right. You know? Just yeah. say, oh, well, whatever, because I don't want I don't kids want anyway. Kids anyway yeah. But in the. <clears throat> in actuality. I want a kid. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was just, you know, just trying to psych myself out, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. So if kids never came, it was like, okay, well, okay, I, I didn't want them anyway. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Lying to myself, right. but yeah. Right, yeah. faking it till you make it. Right. <laughs> yeah, and so I can see how that is. That definitely plays on your your psyche. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, we was talking, and I was saying, I know that it definitely played a toll in my relationship. Like, mm-hmm. and and not just you know in marriage, but maybe in previous relationships where mm-hmm. I mean, you once you hit twenty seven, twenty eight years old, mm-hmm. and men are in relationships and they like okay well we want kids you didn't try me you can't have them it's like oh that okay well that relationship didn't pan out right it could have been as a result of you know maybe not being able to have children and this person wanted to have kids you know whatever and some you know in my case you know thank you thankfully you know ricardo was like okay whatever you know you know uh can stick around and say but some some people don't and i mean i think that's that's sad but i mean do you think that you've ever um like that has ever been an issue where you missed out on, on a relationship or you think that because you couldn't have um, children, you your relationship may, may have sizzled? Honestly, no. And the reason being is because I've, well, I haven't been in like 
like a seriously serious relationship. serious relationships. So, you know, um, I don't think that that really played a part, um, like going in, but, um, I guess when you tell them up front that, um, you can't have kids or, you know, whatever, whatever, and they still continue to stay, then therefore, if, if I'm telling you I can't have kids and you continue to stay, then therefore you didn't want them in it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Right. 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 <laughs> so, you know, good. okay, we good. We're fine. But, yeah, right. so. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like, okay, well, now I done told you up front. Right. So, then 10 years, don't come back. Don't come back. Right, right. But you know what? As, as, as y'all sitting there talking, it's still... um. It takes a toll on me as the parent of y'all. Because mm-hmm. with y'all being told that y'all can't have children, what at least me not being able to have grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Which is why when when you do, okay. Well, you would have had sorry all your life. Yes, uh, right. That's what, exactly. <laughs> which is why I. That's no fun. One spoiled no Zaria the way that I did. Mm-hmm. And which is why I for the uh, uh, Princeton and Aiden them the way that I do is because when you're told that you won't have grains, mm-hmm. well, the devil is a lie. Mm-hmm. So, which is why when Kiani comes along, she's just going to be spoiled. When well, she mm-hmm. was like your voice, she's moving like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because you know, that's the, hey, there go, there go grandma. <laughs> but really, we, all she's going to do is feed them chips and <laughs> let them drink soda all day right, right. after bar. Soda, but yeah. Um, no, soda. Chips. No. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it, it, it does. And then I get as excited as y'all mm-hmm. when when there's news to say, oh, okay. By the way, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you I, know I what? It is crazy. Sorry to cut you off, but it's crazy because I wasn't excited. I In the beginning, I think I was more Scared. scared. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Because of the statistics of the PCOS. Right. And mm-hmm. um, like a lot of women don't make it this right. far right. with PCOS. Yeah. Like, you know, the baby is just, you know, miscarry after right. miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage. And it's just like, oh my God, she's still here. Thank God. You right. know, and I'm right. 35 weeks and she's still here and she's right. still, you know, right. so it's just like, this is like really a blessing. And maybe her name should be. A miracle. No. <laughs> <laughs> and but a lot of women with PCOS cannot say that. It and the, I mean they go through IVF, they use um uh different types of medication right. to help them get pregnant. Right. Because I know I mean I, I don't have PCOS, but I know that some of the medications that we've taken are have been similar. Right. Like I know that I've I've had to had to take uh the, the injections right. right i've had to take um uh progesterone mm-hmm. i mean you mm-hmm. know and every time you turn around it's it's, it's something, a, it's something right. heparin right. here mm-hmm. right. you you just like okay uh-uh i, I can't take another, another shot right nah, another you know right um so tell us about the news when you went to the doctor and the doctor said oh by the way first of all Talk about the the inconsistency with the period. Oh well, the inconsistency and is the, does that have something to do with PCOS? Oh yeah, very mm-hmm. much so. That that's how you um first know that you probably have PCOS with the irregular periods. Like I could go, I can go two years without a cycle, mm-hmm. or when I do come on, it's like 
you never stop bleeding. Right. Like. It's like three, four months <laughs> yeah. at a time. Yeah. And right. then they, they put you on these medications to, you know, try to stop it or try to bring it on or whatever. And nothing really works with your body and, you know, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. So, like, I was just like, you know what? I'd rather just not have one than to bleed for months. You can right. bleed a whole year. And, I mean, it's just crazy. But mm-hmm. it is what it is, I guess. And then you go to the doctor after you had been, you know, you had this whole bleeding situation for what, four months or so. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the doctor. Well, no, this time around, it was like, it was a regular cycle, but it wasn't, I hadn't, didn't have a cycle for the whole year. So that was <laughs> like, literally, that was my first, first cycle, cycle of the year. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was, that was like my first cycle of the year. And ended up pregnant, which you never think about it because you're just like, well, shoot, this is my cycle. Right. And then, um, so I'm like, okay, well, something ain't right because it is something felt different than not than the other cycles or, you know, um, weeks later, you know, it just something felt different. And I'm like, hmm, either I'm coming back on another cycle because of this PCOS or I'm pregnant. Something just isn't right. So that's when that's what had me. Um, <laughs> that's what had me uh, take pregnancy test before I went to the doctor, and I took multiple because I <laughs> like seriously because I couldn't believe it. Right. And so I'm like, mm, no, this is faulty. <laughs> All the pregnancy tests. All of from the from the EPT. <laughs> You're pregnant, uh-uh. Well, let me see. Clear see. blue easy. Yeah. <laughs> These expensive ones lying to me. Let me uh, go to the Dollar Tree. <laughs> and they all say the same thing. So, right. And then there was the doctor's appointment, and then it was confirmed. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, you said you were scared at first, and then yeah. after, you know, and, and then, like I said, I, you told me, and then I probably... Made it worse. Scary, at the yeah, beginning. You, you made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> I was obsessed. Which I could, I could understand. Um, you know where you're coming from with it because you've, you know, been through it and all that stuff. But I had never been through like even being pregnant. So it right. was just like, like what nah. is she doing? <laughs> yeah, like mm. why is she? She don't get out of my face, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, don't eat that. Don't sit down like that. Uh, sit up like that. Roll over like this. It's Do crazy. this. Jump. Don't jump. Walk. Don't run. Don't walk. Just sit down. I carry you. <laughs> and then after after the 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 scaredness wore off and and she kept growing and every time you go to the doctor and we see her heartbeat and we see the excitement sits in. Yeah. Then yeah. now it's more excitement ready at this point. No. Now it's still scared. Really? Yes, and it's crazy to say. Like the, I got excited the first time that I felt her move. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, it's really a baby in there." Regardless <laughs> of how many sonograms I have seen and everything, it was just like when I felt her the first time I felt her move. I was like, "Yeah, she in there." Mm-hmm. And then now I, I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not scared because like of what you know could happen or anything like that it's like oh gosh i'm gonna be a mother oh so so now that's like oh god right why who who does this like like, people really do this people really mom around these parties oh my gosh but yeah so that's that's the which is probably 
normal. Right. Yeah, that's that's right. that normal, especially for the first time mothers, right. of course. You know, that's that's normal. Well, you know, congratulations. Thank you. You know, thank you for coming on and talking about this. You know, many women, many women struggle uh, with uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome mm-hmm. or PCOS is what it you know, statistically called or, you know, traditionally called. And like you said, you know, we just want to send out some, some prayer, uh, some love, some warm hugs to anybody that might be struggling with mm-hmm. with PCOS or any type of uh, situation that could be preventing them from, from growing their family right. the traditional way. And I will say this, um, it's easier said than done, I guess, but wait on it, Mm -hmm. I guess you could say, because you, you go through so much of like the IVF and all kinds of different medications, of course, because people want to grow their families, you know, Mm -hmm. but your time is not always the right time. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So it's, you know... Just wait on God, and mm-hmm. it will manifest from there. Mm-hmm. And when you say wait on God, did so for everybody. Just knowledge. Prior to now, you've never been pregnant. Never had never had never can you know conceived, um, and you never went and got traditional or treatment no. to get pregnant. No. So you never t- took any type of medications or anything. Mm-hmm. Just waited, and then boom, here she go. Here she go. You know what? See, I wasn't waiting. I said, God, give me my baby's name. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Uh-uh. Now, I ain't Sarah in the Bible. I don't want, I don't want to be 91, 92 years old. No, 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 no. Thank you, God, for sending me them ones. And, and I, I promise you I don't want to be pregnant. Right? I definitely don't want to be. Um, okay, well, you know, thank you for joining us on this uh-huh. segment. And, um, you know, it, to end... To end the segment, we always like to end with some tips. And so we're going to give you guys four tips for, A, growing your family or things that you shouldn't say to people who are in the process of growing their family, right? right? right. So the first thing is when, when you guys, you might see an old friend run into somebody or whatever. And, you know, just because you have three, four children and you didn't have kids and they don't have none, don't say Oh, when you gonna have a child? When you gonna have a baby? Right. I think that that just kind of takes women back to the place where they don't want to be if they've been struggling. Right. And maybe they haven't, but then you never know. And a comment like that it can definitely just just make you go back to this place mm-hmm. of depression, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. I, and I'm saying that because me and Ricardo got asked that question so much. Right. Because now we were married and, right. and people were, oh, when are you and Ricardo gonna have a baby? When right. not knowing that me and Ricardo done tried Tried to have a baby. Right. Yeah, you gotta fake the smile. Yeah, you gotta fake smile or you and then you go to your car and you cry your eyeballs right. out right. or right. you know you call your mama just when you thought you was over this <laughs> or pretty much after you know here comes somebody to say, you know. Right. Yeah. And I know that most times people don't mean they any don't mean harm any by harm. it. Right, yes. right. But, you know, if you can just resist when you right. see people and they in their 30s or 40s and whatever and they ain't had kids, just resist saying, right. when are you going to have a baby? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just not an appropriate question. You know, it's just not. Um, number two, uh, consider other options for growing your family. If you've tried and, you know, of course, some waiting on God 
that's the best thing that I can say. Uh -huh. Because either way of growing your family, whether it's through the traditional way or non-traditionally, um, it's still you're waiting. You're right. waiting on God to right. give you the answer of how to move how forward, to move forward. In your, right. you know, in That's your right. journey. Right. And, you know, so I say just just kind of consider other options, because sometimes your journey might not lead to a biological pregnancy. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's foster care. There's um, uh, adoption. Mm -hmm. There's uh, what you call. I, what is it when somebody else? else have the baby for you surrogate. like surrogacy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh so there's several different options out there for you to explore and i'm here to tell you that you can love a child that's not biologically yours absolutely you, can. you the same way you would love your own biological children i'm mm -hmm. telling you those instincts just kick in and then boom you know there you go yes. number three if you already know that you want children and you you and got married, or if you didn't, you know you can be a single parent. Don't you know whatever? Um, prepare yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, because it's a it is a journey. It is. Um, you don't know what type of hurdles and bumps and lumps and roads you're gonna experience when you try. To, you know, so I say that when you're considering, okay, you know, I want to be a mom. Mm -hmm. Then also take the time out to to prepare yourself, prepare your body, prepare your mind, prepare your heart for for what's getting ready to come. Yeah. Because you might experience some heartache, some heartbreak, some tough, some rough. Going to yeah, and <laughs> and if you don't prior to the pregnancy, you will after the baby come. Okay, oh, <laughs> uh, they gonna take you down through there, but mm. we love them. Okay, and lastly, number four. Now don't let any. Thing or anyone stop you or say oh you know don't do that mm -hmm. don't you know don't don't do IBF because oh don't do um, surrogacy because oh don't foster girl because that ain't oh child I wouldn't adopt honey don't let people tell you how they negative experience was right. and then that influence your decision exactly. on anything exactly. don't do That's it right. you know right. listen oh okay well I'm so sorry that happened for you right. but don't take that on as your own absolutely situation was, yeah that's right you know so that's i think good advice there yeah, yeah don't don't take that on so mm -hmm. I, I just feel like that's the that's the best thing i can you know i can tell y'all absolutely you know that's the that's the, that's it right there and you know if if nothing else mama you can take us on now take us on now and i just say this that uh yeah we have to just be thankful thankful and however God sees us to, you know, um, get our families or raise our families, mm -hmm. because um, and it, just remember and always give thanks because, it, like you said, if you can't do it traditionally, if you can't do it through certainty, it's always foster, it's always adoption, and you can you can um, definitely uh, get your family in any mm -hmm. form that you choose fit to get your family, mm -hmm. and you know? and don't let things like uh, well. I'm 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 single. I don't mm -hmm. have Don't okay. let this stop you. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if I'm going to get a black child or a white child. Okay, well that's fine. Well, it's it's I'm it, I'm in a gay relationship. Okay, well mm -hmm. that's fine. Like you have to do what's right for your family and that's what right. fits your family. That's right. So, yeah. So, as in closing as we always like to do, we like to close um with a scripture. Scripture and um I wanted to come out of Psalms, Psalms 107, and it's in its um, 
fitting for this. Uh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Endeavor, endeavor. Man. Okay, well, this has been the Kitchen Table Chronicles. If you want to see more about shenanigans, of course, you know you guys can always go to Raising Cultures. That's Raising Cultures on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Kia, and I'm out. And I'm Mom and Wendy, and I'm out. Peace.